Welcome to the Canadian Real Estate Marketing Podcast. Listen each week to explore ideas and tactics that real estate agents can use to get more clients and make more money. Here are your hosts, Paul Polson and Val Lebrecq. With us on this edition of the podcast is Tony Broughton. Tony's an award-winning realtor with Remax City Realty Gibsons and is one of the top 10 performing agents in all of the Lower Mainland, completing nearly 100 transactions in 2019. He's an expert marketer that's appeared in hundreds of real estate videos. He writes a weekly newspaper column and he's a best-selling author. Tony also has the distinction of being our first client and our very good friend. Most recently, he started sharing his considerable expertise as a top producing coach with agent to agent coaching. Tony, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. You do a lot of marketing for yourself and for your listings. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to talk to you about that. But I first want to start with just a little bit of your background and a little bit about you and real estate as a career. You were introduced to the sales profession at a young age. You worked in direct sales in Australia, New Zealand and England before being hired by a Fortune 500 company here in Canada. You found success in all of those fields. What lead, led you to become a realtor? So how I actually got into it was um, I had a, a, a company that we bought and sold photocopiers. So the Fortune 500 company you talked about um, in that bio that you're reading, when I left that company, I started my own company um, and I was selling photocopiers and that industry died over the course of you know the 15 years I was in it. When I started, I was selling $20,000 photocopiers and making 10 grand commission. And by the end of it, they were $250 photocopiers, did twice as much as the $20,000 ones. And it, the only money was in ink. So I saw the writing on the wall and um, decided to make the move into real estate. And it was just a good fit for me. Most successful real estate agents um, have some sort of sales background. Um, a lot of real estate agents are you know, pseudo real estate agents or part-time and they consider themselves a teacher slash realtor or an engineer slash realtor, whereas the successful ones embrace the fact that we're salespeople. And I think having that pedigree going into it was, was super beneficial and um, helped me with my closing ratios and that kind of thing. When you're getting started, you make that decision to be a realtor. What are the actual steps you took you obviously have to go write an exam and is that a lot to study for is it hard to pass and then once you've passed it what's your next step it's not hard at all really i mean you know i think because a lot of people get into it later in life and they've been out of school for a long time it's like hard for them to sit down and you know focus and that kind of thing but i mean it's by no means um a hard course it's just uh, remembering a bit of law and then um doing some math but um i think anyone that applied themselves could pass it then that's pretty much it. Like once you do that course and leave, um, you know, the safety of, I guess, um, the, the, the classroom and end up on the street, you realize that you don't know anything at all. Um, so I took a course at that point um, called Wickman, the Wickman course, and that kind of set me up for training and sales and that kind of stuff, what I needed there. So, Like we touched on off the top, you've, had, uh, you've experienced a lot of success in your career as a realtor. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much has marketing contributed to that, do you think? Uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah, a, a lot. I mean, I was fortunate, obviously, you know, to know you guys and that kind of thing. And prior to um, getting into real estate, I, I had marketed other companies. So I understood about branding and, and, and marketing campaigns and that kind of thing. So I think having a, a, a clear understanding of that and then, then, you know, working with you guys and um, building up a portfolio of, uh, you know, relevant local videos and that kind of stuff that helps with, you know, my prominence on, on Google. And when people look to find me, I mean, I got a listing just before I came here, I went down and asked them, you know, how, how did you find me? And they just said, well, we just Googled you and you had a lot of good reviews, but I wouldn't be in that position on Google if I wasn't probably one of the only people doing video 
videos um, that are in my area and related to real estate and that kind of thing. Now I see, I mean, you know, obviously um, you guys are a big part of that as well, but a lot of other realtors have started doing what I do, right? And we talked about this together, me and you, um, whatever, 18 months ago or two years ago, whenever it was, just before um, Marla started doing the videos, you know, I said, someone's going to do it and then everyone's going to start doing it. And that's exactly what happened now. And I look at it myself as well. I've set a new benchmark that now people that are selling in their homes, they see the videos that we do together and they start demanding that of their real estate agents. And the real estate agents can't get away with just handheld camera pics anymore. And they have to really represent that that property to people off coast who can't just come see it. And the best way to do that is through um, obviously video. Now, the, the other benefit of that, which I'm sure a lot of the, um, like Tara and all the uh, other realtors that are doing doing this now are gonna realize if they haven't already, is that having those videos out there help attract more buyers than would specifically be looking for that house and also helps attract sellers. So you, you're getting a full exposure of your branding and, and it, it's, it's making you look like a professional person for the whole gamut of real estate, as opposed to just um, a buyer or just a seller kind of thing. In your opinion, could a realtor make a living as a as a realtor without doing any kind of marketing right now? Just putting a sign in the yard, taking cell phone pictures, can, can somebody make a living? Uh, I'd I'd say you could uh, if you had some celebrity or whatever going in. If you were well connected, like a lot of realtors uh, in Gibson's uh, or Seashell were born and raised here. So I think if you were a you know relatively well known local person that that uh, you know that that got into real estate and had a bunch of friends, then you could make a living for a short period of time. But no, not you wouldn't be one of the top realtors. You wouldn't be able to gain any market share and you wouldn't be doing any justice to anyone that worked with you anyway, unless you were like a buyer's agent. But even then, how would you attract people that want to work with you without some sort of branding or marketing? In your book, you talk about making cold calls, going door knocking when you were getting your start, and that that's something that a lot of realtors know they should do, but they're reticent to do it. That's really kind of the most basic type of marketing, isn't it? What is it that, is it just the fear of rejection, do you think, that people are shy when they do it? Why is there a block with people to take that kind of work on when they're getting started? Uh, I think it's just people like, you know, a lot of, who was it? Maybe Jerry Seinfeld said that if you were, uh, if you're given the eulogy, people are more afraid of public speaking than they are of death. If you're at a funeral, most people would prefer to be in the coffin than given the eulogy. Like it's weird, but people are very, very reluctant to telemarket, to do door-to-door sales, that kind of stuff, because they can't stand rejection whatsoever. The key is to hate yourself enough to begin with <laughs> that no matter what anyone says to you, it can't affect you because you already thought about yourself that way anyway. <laughs> That's what happens to me every day, Paul. How do you personally overcome that then? I, how I, did you? Well, I, I, for me, it's, it's success is, is more important. Like I'll do you know, whatever I need to do to, to be successful. And then you, you know, that was just, I, I was kind of pat on the head motivated. So I look at myself, I look at people as motivated in different ways. Some are mo- money motivated, you know, some are possession motivated. I've always been very pat on the head motivated. And I think that was maybe it probably stemmed through many hours of uh, therapy and stuff that I've had. It comes from just not getting enough attention from my old man when I grew up. So I'd do anything for any attention from anyone. And um, fortunately for me, I managed to differentiate between positive and negative attention. I put all my efforts into positive attention. I mean, you see a lot of wingnuts out there that, you know, they, they don't differentiate the two and they're, they're more annoying than me, if you can believe it. But uh, anyway, so I just put all my focus and everything else on getting positive results and, and winning. And, um, you know, and then as far as real estate goes, to be perfectly honest with you, there is not a lot of competition. I mean, 
mean, there are people now which are starting to uh, do a little bit more. Um, there are some some people in, in this area that have, you know, good talent. And I actually think there's a, a higher concentration of talent on the Sunshine Coast from a real estate perspective than really anywhere else because we have so many realtors for such a small um, population. And a lot of those realtors, um, you know, uh, were quite well to do when they got into it, had a good understanding of marketing and that kind of stuff. We're now working with you. And so um, I think if you can be successful on, on the Sunshine Coast in the current real estate environment, um, then you can you can be successful anywhere else. But still, that being said, the vast majority of the real estate agents that are here, the vast majority of real estate agents that are in Vancouver aren't very good at what they do. They, they, they just don't, they're not salesy. They don't, they shouldn't really be in the industry. And most of those guys are the ones that give uh, real estate in general a bad name because they're just not operating in their in their core competency being a real estate agent. They're kind of, you know, shoe, shoehorning themselves in to do something. I mean, if you don't like talking to people, if you don't like going out, if you're not, um, if you can't at least pretend to be extroverted, you probably shouldn't be um, a real estate agent. Setting a new benchmark is this title of this book. And uh, how did you come up with that name? And what does this mean to you? So the first guerrilla marketing thing we did, the the biggest bang I ever got for you know, my buck kind of thing was um, when we started in Gibson's, I was working with uh, Krista Dempster at the time. And um, we were out and we noticed, so I noticed that there were no uh, benches anywhere. There was all these old ladies standing around in Gibson's. It's an older demographic here. And they're all waiting for the bus. Oh, waiting for the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. So they're waiting for the bus. I, I bought a whole bunch of these benches from Gibson's uh, GBS, and then me and a buddy went out and dropped them all off overnight with big signs on them saying, use us for real estate or whatever. So anyway, so everyone was really upset with that, and um, we got a note from the town of Gibson's to say, cut it out, uh, you've got six weeks. And then the SRD said the same thing. So we got six weeks of free advertising, kind of put us on the map, and then, you know, I negotiated and I ended up, me and Chris, you know, uh, didn't work together after that, but I ended up continuing with that and working with the town of Gibson. So now I'm the official bus supplier, bus bench supplier for the town of Gibson. So the ones I have now are really good. They're, you know, made out of recycled plastic and 25 year um, warranty and all that kind of stuff. But because I got a whole bunch of um, uh, free media from that, because the radio stations rang me, the papers rang me, said, you know, what, what, why did you do this? And I'm like, I'm just trying to save old ladies and, you know, they're not letting me have my benches out there. And, and then Mountain FM picked it up and, you know, I got a, a, a bunch of free exposure. So um, it's kind of a play on that, setting a new benchmark. And also I feel like I have set a new benchmark um, as far as real estate marketing for sure goes, obviously working with you guys on the coast and, and as far as, you know, volume of sales and where to market to and being an ambassador for the Sunshine Coast and investing money into in, in educational videos and that kind of stuff about the area and about the neighborhoods. Um, so yeah, so I think I've set a new benchmark and that was the name of the book. When I got into real estate, I was a buddy of mine was um, starting up a, a, an investment company, and he um, he decided that well he wrote a book and um, he had like a big launch party and all that kind of stuff. And so for me, I wanted to because I was new to the real estate industry, but I was very experienced, twenty years in in selling. I wanted to take some of the credibility from being a good salesperson and apply it to um, this new career. So I wrote the book to kind of show people that even though I'm new, I'm very good at negotiating and selling and, and that kind of thing. And in conjunction with like now, this ended up getting me to write the column in the local newspaper. And that gets me a lot of business as well. So, I mean, it's it's just um, just part of a, like I was saying before,
for part of a campaign, having a book, um, something to give to people when I go to listings, if they're considering me and someone else, it kind of makes you an expert on the subject. And um, yeah, it wasn't that expensive to do. And you know, at publishing it, there's a local lady here that um, that does publishing and and helps uh, edit it and all that kind of stuff. So it was a it was a good thing for me to do. And I think I've probably sold a couple of homes as a result of it. I think the overall investment was about five thousand dollars, and you know, I probably made twenty five or something from doing it. So it's it's paid off quite well. I was going to ask you about the things that realtors have to do with their marketing, but I think you've already touched on it. You're talking about photos, floor plans, and video. That those are kind of the big the big three. Regardless of market, is that something I guess you would recommend as kind of the starting point for realtors that want to make a serious career out of real estate? Yes, yes, you definitely, you need to just think what a buyer might want. So I I try to have all of the information available for a buyer or a buyer's agent so that they don't have to ask me for stuff. Um, I also, the other reason I I try to do that is um, because I, I want to make it easy for other real estate agents to work with me. When I first started, that's not something I thought about or, or, or understood. And I um, was very aggressive, got a lot of listings, didn't care who I upset. I mean, there was this old guard kind of mentality on the coast, which I, I kind of bucked against to start with. And so I didn't um, have a good relationship with, with several of the realtors to begin with. So I had a lot of listings, but they weren't getting sold because no one was um, selling it, like no one was showing my listings. So that would be another thing as a new agent you want to do. You want to figure out if you do get a listing, um, get your video and your photos and your floor plan done, but also make friends with the more senior realtors. Like when me and Lindsay first got together or when I worked with Jillian, that kind of stuff, I mean, people will say, do you want to go out for lunch and do you want to have a coffee or whatever? And I'll go out and meet with them and, and there's a huge amount of benefits. I'm happy to share, right? There's no secrets in real estate and I can give them any tips that they want. I mean, now if with agents, agent coaching, it's I should be billing them for it, I guess. But that's what I'd recommend for a new realtor to do would be to go and take three or four top realtors in the area you want to be out for lunch, pick their brain. And um, especially now with us not being able to uh, double end anymore, they could... Um, probably end up with some business as a result of it if uh, if an unrepresented buyer came to the agent and you just um, bought them lunch and told them how amazing you think they are they are human nature right they want to they want to reciprocate in some way in addition to being one of the busiest realtors in the lower mainland you're also a top performing coach with agent to agent coaching what's the most frequent question or concern that you're hearing from some of your clients they do vary depending on you know who they are where they are um, most of the time it's efficiency. So the question I get from most of the coaches, the way the agent to agent coaching works is um, it's it's one website and there's like a portal for each coach. And then depending on where you are, um, so if you're doing 10 deals, there's coaches on there that do 20 deals. And so the idea is you'll double up because um, I'm one of the top ones and I think it's human nature. Everyone wants to go to, to those guys. So to, to work with me, it's a bit more money. I think it's like 450 bucks um, for a half hour session or for an hour session, something like that. But um, they'll pay the extra 100 bucks or whatever that, that it costs um, to, to be with me because they, and the first question is, how do you do that many deals? And so when I am, am dealing with them, one of the main things I focus on is efficiencies. So what they do to prospect, um, you know, how, how they process their deals, if they waste a huge amount of time because once you get to a certain point or a certain volume of real estate transactions, um, that's what be- that's what becomes a problem. Like if you're spending a couple of hours putting paperwork together after you get a deal, if you haven't got it sorted out ahead of time, if I'm going to send a gift to you, but I'm going out and buying a bottle of wine and some cheese and all this other stuff and, and, and I haven't pre-organized that. So it's just, it's just efficiency. So the, the question I get most of the time is that people... Um, 
want to know how I can do so much business just by myself and what they can do to improve their efficiency so that they, you know, they can um, have more time to manage, right? No, they don't waste as much time. So. And so does marketing factor into that? Is that part of the reason why you're not taking your own photos and you're not shooting your own videos? Just that the money and the time you spend on those things that you're better served going and getting another deal. That's correct, yeah. And I'm not making the mistake I've made before with you saying you guys are too cheap because you're bloody expensive to me. No, but um, for what you guys do, I think you're priced perfectly. But for what you guys do and what I get out of it, there's no way that I could do that myself and get the same quality. And the fact that I... You know, I, I use you guys for everything. So I get, you know, one receipt per month, which helps with my accounting. I mean, there's so many ways that working with you improves that efficiency. And and the biggest one is any any real estate agent that's driving out and doing their own photos that isn't doing video and isn't doing a floor plan. I mean, why, what are you doing? I mean, this, this old philosophy of like, we don't want to show them too much. So they come and look at my house. Like, I mean, a lot of the, the more senior, let's say, realtors say that, but I mean, that's just, you know, BS, right? If you, the right person in the right area off coast seeing your house, they'll come over and they'll buy it. I mean, why, why wouldn't you put that out there? What I always say to my listings is if there's anyone in BC or let alone anywhere in the world right now looking to buy a house like yours on the Sunshine Coast, they're going to know it's here. So we may as well represent it in the, in, in the best way. And you guys um, definitely do that. And going back to what you said, yes, absolutely. Using you guys for marketing helps with that efficiency and that helps with my overall business. If a listener wanted to hire you and work with you as a coach, how do they find you, Tony? So all they do is uh, they go to agentagentcoaching.com, um, click through, you'll find me. You can book directly on the website and uh, that'll go in. If I'm available, you'll, you'll be slotted in. It's a discounted rate for the first one for the first half an hour and uh, there'll be a link in the uh, bio here and you'll be able to click through there. If you enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with someone else that might feel the same way. And if you haven't already, please like, subscribe and review the podcast. We're Val Lebrecht and Paul Polson, and this has been the Canadian Real Estate Marketing Podcast.